most Amazon sellers fail at selling on Shopify because they think like Amazon sellers. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to think like a direct marketer and use the most powerful tool available to get nearly unlimited customers for free when you sell outside of Amazon. So I started selling on Amazon back in around 2010. And at the time, it was a big success that I ramped up to sales to about $100,000 a month. Now that is kind of a small potatoes on Amazon. Uh, and at the time, you know, because nobody else was doing that kind of thing, uh, I created Amazing Selling Machine, which was our program to teach people this entire e-commerce business with a focus of selling on Amazon. And that whole business just exploded, uh, became so popular. We got 35,000 students, ended up with 65 full-time employees, and that thing really just took over my life. I was in my kind of mid-20s trying to figure all that sort of thing out. Now, during that time period, I still kind of dabbled in e-commerce, but I didn't really have enough time to spend that much time doing e-commerce stuff. Ended up getting an Amazon account suspended uh, because back then it was kind of the Wild West in terms of doing stuff to get reviews and rankings and promotions, and Amazon started cracking down on some of that stuff. And so after that Amazon account suspension, I was kind of annoyed with Amazon, so I tried to figure out how to produce sales outside of Amazon. And it never really worked for me at the time because I just felt like the ads were too expensive. I would spend a bunch of money and not make any profit. I would get some sales, but not enough to cover the cost of ads, so it just never really worked. Then years later, a friend of mine, Ezra Firestone, gave a presentation at one of our big e-commerce live events called SellerCon, and he said something that stuck with me ever since. He said, 75% of your customers are never coming back. Even if you do a good job, 75% of people are probably never going to buy from you again. You only get a 25% repeat purchase rate if you're doing a good job. That means the light bulb went off for me because I realized that you have to get people to buy as much as possible up front. So we took this strategy when we started scaling Life Boost Coffee, and we basically engineered the sales funnel. So people bought a minimum of three bags, three bags of coffee, first time buying from us ever. This single approach, getting people to buy more upfront, allowed us to get hundreds of thousands of customers essentially for free because the profits from our sales from those customers were more than covering the cost of the ads. That allowed us to go from about $200,000 a year in sales uh, in 2018 to $37 million a year in sales today. And the cool thing is, is because we ramped up the amount of stuff people buy up front, also known as average order value so much, that allowed us to basically tap into any traffic source that we wanted. That meant Google ads, Google shopping ads, affiliates. Now we're starting to scale on TikTok because once you figure out how to get people to buy up more up front, you can basically get any traffic source on the planet to work for you because there's a whole rule in marketing that says um, the business that can get people to buy more upfront basically wins the advertising game. And so that's what we've done because uh, if you run through the math at some point, if say your average order value is $100 while your competitors is $50 and both of you have a gross margin of 50%, that means you make $50 per order on average, your competitor makes $25 per order on average. And if you think about it, if you're both getting customers from a paid advertising source, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, for 20 bucks, you're both making money. If you're getting customers for $25, you're making money, they're breaking even. If you're getting customers for $30, you're making money, they're losing money. If you're getting customers for $50, you're breaking even. They're losing double on every single order that they get. This is why ramping up average order value is so important. And so before we talk about the five ways to increase average order value for an e-commerce business, how do you know 
if increasing average order value is where you want to focus in your e-commerce business. And if it's how do you know it's the reason that you can't scale your e-commerce business? Because right now, this series that we're on right now within this podcast is about finding a big breakthrough in your e-commerce business. You can't focus on everything at once. I'm trying to help you figure out the thing that's going to unlock growth for you. So the benchmark that I use is you want your average order value to be about three times your product selling price. So for example, if the products you sell, the main product, for example, sells for about 20 bucks per unit, that means you want your average order value to be $60 or more. If your main product sells for $70 a unit, you want your average order value to be $210 or more. That's a good benchmark. So if your average order, say you're selling 20 bucks um, per unit is, is kind of your average selling price for your main product and your average order value is like $30, $40. This is probably a big room for improvement. If your average order value is already 60 bucks, 80 bucks, then maybe there's probably something else you want to focus on. Can always arrive up average order value. It's a great thing to focus on, but kind of like what we talked about with conversion rate in the previous episode, at some point there's kind of diminishing returns and you should probably focus somewhere else. And one thing to remind you that we covered a couple episodes ago is your average order value is typically 68% or so of your lifetime value. And we talk a lot about the ratio of customer acquisition cost to lifetime value. Basically, how much does it cost to get you a customer and how much does a customer make for you in gross profit over the life of them being a customer? So lifetime value is incredibly important. That allows you to figure out how valuable a customer is to you. But something that people don't talk about a lot is... Your average order value, because most customers are never going to come back, so your average order value is about two-thirds of your total lifetime value. So average order value is incredibly important. One of the easiest ways to increase lifetime value is just to ramp up average order value, not even worrying about getting customers to come back and rebuy again, because for two-thirds of it, it's just the first order. So ramp up average order value, your lifetime value goes up through the roof, and then your customer acquisition cost to lifetime value ratio looks a lot better. So... With that said, here are the top five ways to increase average order value for e-commerce businesses. First, increase your prices. This is the easiest option. If you can increase your price with no drop in conversion rate, that is going to be the best way for you to ramp up average order value because it's the easiest thing to do. You can make that change for two minutes inside of your store. Obviously, at some point, it is going to affect your conversion rate. You know, one of the strategies that uh, Warren Buffett used at his business Seize Candies which they bought for around 25 or $30 million many decades ago and has since returned billions of dollars in profits for them is they don't necessarily sell that much more pounds, that many more pounds of chocolate now. What they've done is they've incrementally increased prices every single year for decades and that compounds over time. And so you should probably be looking at increasing your prices by say three to 5% every single year. Um, If you're not, you're probably missing out on a huge opportunity. Where price increases become more problematic is when you don't do this for five years and all of a sudden you try to jack up your prices by 30%. That can be more painful for customers to adjust. So strategy number one to increase average order value, increase prices if you can. Even if you can increase prices by a dollar, we've done this before and at the time, I wanna say we were doing probably 20,000 orders a month through a single sales funnel and we increased prices by a dollar, made no difference in conversion rate, but all of a sudden we were now making $20,000 more in profit per month. It's insane, the value of increasing prices if you haven't done that in a while. Number two, bundle or multi-packs. This is why I went back to saying that we basically uh, essentially force people to buy at least three bags up front when they go through our main sales funnel to get the biggest discount. 
And this is huge because if you're settling for one unit orders like you do on Amazon, this is where a lot of people go wrong. Uh, you're missing the biggest advantage you have on Shopify over Amazon, which is getting people to buy more up front, which is more difficult on Amazon than it is on Shopify. So one way to do that is to bundle multiple units together. So, you know, the typical supplement model from direct marketing was one, three, six, one bottle of supplements, three bottles of supplements, six bottles of supplements with increasing discounts as you buy more. Another level lever you can have there is say three units is cheaper, six units is even cheaper, but maybe to get free shipping, you have to buy at least three units. So one unit, you're paying the highest price and you're having to pay for shipping. You want to make it as painful as possible for people to buy one unit and then try to really nudge them into buying three units. And when at all possible, default to multiple units. So if you were to go to our product pages, you'll see that we default to three bags. If somebody wants one bag, they're gonna have to change the selection to one bag. We just implemented this on a client store that sells supplements. Overnight, he started getting more three unit orders than he was before, so it's that powerful. Now, if your product, for whatever reason, you think doesn't lend itself to buying multiple units, you can always bundle different products together. I mean, Amazon kind of does this where they're frequently bought together. You can do the same exact thing in your store. So instead of three units of the same product, it's three of your most um, popular products bundled together. One of our mastermind members sells skincare products, and that seems to work better for him. He takes, I don't, I don't, I can't remember what exactly the product combinations are, but you can imagine it's like a, a moisturizer, um, a sunscreen, and an eye cream all bundled together. That seems to work better for him than it does saying, you know, get three things of eye cream. Uh, so that's another option as well. Number three, pre-purchase upsells, also known as order bumps. So this is before somebody starts checking out, entering their shipping address, credit card. You're basically getting them to increase their cart value. So we do this in two ways. Uh, one is on our actual landing page. When somebody clicks, yes, I want to add three bags, we have a little light box that pops up that we kind of custom coded in there that says, hey, double your order and save even more money. So then they're basically going from three bags to six bags, and in some, some cases from six bags to 12 bags, which sounds insane, but some people want to load up. They want a lot of um, biggest discount possible. And so we give them that option. Another way to do the same thing is from the actual product page. So we use Zipify one click upsell. So it's an app you can use for pre-purchase upsells and post-purchase upsells, which we'll talk about in a second. And so they have the option that if somebody's just on your product page, not a landing page and they click order or they click the checkout from the little, if you have a little floating cart on the side, then you can offer them additional stuff to buy. Usually the best option here, and Ezra talks about this, he's the owner of that tool. Uh, best option is usually just sell them more of what they're already buying. So if they're buying one unit of your main product, say, hey, get another one for say 20% off. That typically works the best, though that software, you can add split tests. You can try doing complimentary products. Um, you have options there, but either way, the goal is to get people to add more stuff to their cart before they even start checking out. Now, number four is to increase shipping prices. And so I see a lot of times, I just told a guy this the other day that's in our mastermind that he was charging $4.95 for shipping under, I think under $75. And so I told him, hey, an, incre an easy way for you to make more money is to bump that $4.95 up to something between probably $7 and $10. I think there's some psychological barrier at $10, but I think anywhere, say, $6.95, $7.95, $8.95, $9.95, anything like that is probably not going to make much of a difference in terms of conversion rate, but it's all free money. I mean, if you imagine if you're doing 10,000 orders a month, you make an extra $3 for every single order, um, all of a sudden you have $30,000 more in profit, which is insane. Uh, straight to your bottom line probably has a meaningful impact on your profitability, but also bumps up your average order value, which allows you then to be able to afford to spend more to acquire customers. Fifth 
is post-purchase upsells. So this is after somebody's entered their shipping, they've entered their credit card, they've clicked order, that order is locked in. We also use Zipify one-click upsell for this. There's other tools like Rebuy and I think After Sell. I'm less familiar with those because we haven't used them as much, but they do the, basically the same thing from what I see. And so this is same concept. Uh, we typically offer another unit of the same thing they already bought. So in our case, if they buy three bags of say medium roast, We'll say, hey, upgrade your order to another three bags of medium roast at our biggest discount ever. Because what we find is that <clears throat> the cost for us to ship even, say, one bag to a customer is, you know, maybe $8. But the cost to ship three bags is only $2 more. So three times the order size, but only, you know, 25% um, more on the shipping costs. And that kind of scales proportionally. And so getting people to add as much as humanly possible up front, knowing that 75% are probably never coming back anyways, uh, is extremely important and allows you to scale up your ads. Average order value is the most important thing you to do if you wanna scale your Shopify sales. So post-purchase upsells, we typically use an upsell, a downsell, and a second upsell, which is kind of all built into Zipify one-click upsell. Basically meaning that if they uh, purchase, they're gonna see the first upsell, if they say no to that, they're going to see the downsell offer. If they say yes to that, they're going to see the second upsell offer. But this is all kind of built into Zipify. Most important thing is that you just have something there to increase average order value. So as a recap, the five ways to increase average order value for your e-commerce business. Number one, increase your prices. Two, add bundles or multi-packs. Three, uh, add pre-purchase upsells or order bumps. Four, increase your shipping prices. And five, add post-purchase upsells. Kind of like with conversion rate optimization in the previous episode we just covered, if you do all those things that I talked about, the five ways to increase conversion rate, then you'll have 80% of the value. And so same thing with increasing average order value. If you do these things and you're constantly kind of testing them and trying to improve them, you'll have 80% of what it takes to ramp up average order value. And then you can move on to the next part of your business to find out where another big source of growth is for you. So tomorrow, we're going to look at the next scenario of why you may not be able to scale your sales funnel for e-commerce because, you know, based on the last episode and this episode, we're assuming your conversion rate, you've looked at that, your average order value, you've looked at that, but then maybe your ad costs are still too high. So tomorrow we're going to talk about how to reduce your ad costs so that you have that um, lower customer acquisition costs relative to your lifetime value. So to get all these episodes 100% for free, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform or to my YouTube channel, and I'll see you tomorrow.